I felt as if he was going to make, it was almost like my brain was waiting for him to show up and oh, make sure. a surprise appearance. Oh, like, sure. Like, like he's alive. You may fire when ready. What exactly is it that they do? Welcome to the podcast to give you a fresh perspective on movies, comics, and pop culture. We aren't afraid to give you an honest take and won't pull any punches. This is Films in Black and White. Welcome to Films in Black and White, everybody. Me, 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 me. The Black Panther mouth sounds are the best yes. mouth sounds. Yes, so, they really are. Happy you all are joining us today. Y'all, we got a great show. I'm not going to lie to you. I feel really good about this one. This is going to be a good one. Um, yeah. so I'm happy all of you are tuning in uh, to what we got going tonight. Just a quick heads up that we are going to get into Black Panther Wakanda Forever. So if you have not seen it, um, this is yeah. your spoiler warning. We will give one or, more spoiler warning yeah. before we dive into it. Uh, but just as a heads up, um, we are going to really get into the movie. Um, I do I want to make your mama. Yep, yep. It's that mask is that mask is gonna throw me this whole time. And I'm really I know excited about it. I know. Um, How do I sound? Do I sound like a black panther? You you do, yes. Yeah, okay, yeah, sure. All right, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Very excited about it. Um, but we you all we are so excited to be with you, but we need to make sure everybody is thoroughly thoroughly welcomed and introed into the show. So I'm gonna kick Word. it on over to the the Black Panther himself, a one Marcus yeah. Bay Destin. Marcus, how you feeling? I'm feeling good. Been putting the black and black panther since '94, so you know what I mean. Love it's, it. it's a good day. It's a great day. I've been dissecting. I've been living with this movie for about 24 hours now, and it's been <laughs> a lot to like relive. And so I'm really glad to be potting right now. And I'm glad we live. So y'all, if y'all watching us, this ain't a spectator sport. Get your asses in the chat. Talk to us. Let us know how you feel. You know what I mean? Yeah, if you've got a point about the True. movie you want to make, go ahead, drop it on into the mm -hmm. comments wherever you are streaming this, and we will yeah. uh, we'll read it on the show. But um, uh, I did I did actually want to um, say something. Yes, before there was Please. another oh. shooting today. Um, yes, there was on the campus of UVA. So I did want to say just well, hold on, hold on. Uh, <laughs> prayers to those um, involved. Didn't want to say that with a mask on. Um, prayers to the to those that uh, lost somebody today, and then prayers to those. Um, injured prayers to those that whose lives were lost prayers to those family members um you know that's just a sad that one hits close to home especially being at you um you 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 uva and so i just wanted to say that and just take some time to recognize that and so yeah, yeah. i think after everything everybody is a cavalier today sending their thoughts yeah. and vibes their way hoping for, for sure. you know peace to the peace to campus for sure so yeah. um and kicking it on down to a one brian roush aka everett ross energy brian how you feeling <laughs> hey there uh i'm i'm feeling good uh I, i'm happy to be here we I, I saw this movie saturday morning because of my schedule so i've been i, I very much like marcus i've been sitting with a lot of feelings, uh, like a lot of them good, but the movie made me feel a lot of things. So I'm excited that we get to talk about it and have a ton of spoilers about it because anytime somebody found out I like watched this movie this weekend, they were like, oh my gosh, how did you like it? And I, and I was like, oh, I can't, 
I like I can't tell you about it without spoiling it. Like it's just yeah. it's impossible everything they did with this movie. So I'm very excited to get into all of it. Um, also really excited because it was a busy weekend here in the Roush household. Uh, we we did a ton of house stuff. Had our had a birthday party for uh, my my youngest. He'll be turning one on Thursday. So Woo! happy birthday, Aiden! But we had all the family over. It was a whole day extravaganza on Sunday. So. Very excited to sit down and talk about movies. Very yeah. excited. Happy, happy birthday, Aiden. Happy birthday, Aiden. We are so glad you have been born. Um, <laughs> I know what those those one-year-old birthday parties are sort of like. They're sort of like watching like a parade. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's sort of like, oh, this is really cool. You're really hyped about this, right? You're like, eh, I mean, I kind of am. Should I be? Who am I hyped for? Like, it's, <laughs> it's such a weird Look, feeling. As as like a father that has now done this three times, the the one year birthday party, that is for you, the parent. Like it really the one year old, it doesn't really remember care. None of at all no. he doesn't give a flying flip like this party's for you no. so you just you want to get extra beer great go for it you just you want to do buffalo wings for dinner why not kid doesn't care he's gonna be in bed yeah. so anyway yeah. yeah that party's for you for you parents that's a of very good point that's a very good point and i i do feel i feel like up. um i was there aiden when i found out that you're that you were coming in like to it's true world. I was, yes was, i remember i'll never forget the day when i found out and i was like <laughs> damn yeah. this is happening yeah. And so Aiden is the podcast baby. So shout out to Aiden. Yeah. We're gonna call him the podcast baby from now on. So he's I hope the, I hope Maggie's okay with that. So Aiden, uh, if you hear this in the future, you're the podcast baby. Thank you, you are Roman, in yeah, our Patreon chat baby. for saying happy birthday. I appreciate Absolutely. that, man. Absolutely. Um, gentlemen, it's been a busy day and a busy weekend for us on right. uh the Wagner front. So Saturday morning, I got a text from a college friend that he was close by. Um, So shout shout out to Mayor Dodd, who was in Yankton detailing a plane. So I drove out there and had coffee with him. Then not six hours later, drove to Sioux City to see Black Panther with Marcus. So saw it Saturday afternoon. Um, So I had a busy Saturday, um, a little bit more of a lower key Sunday. But yeah, busy weekend overall um in the wagner house so i'm just kind right. of i'm very excited to be talking about this movie i have also been sitting with it and trying to process because i think of the three of us i am in a different and we'll get to it when we break it down okay i am not in a different camp that i didn't think it was good i did i liked it i enjoyed it okay. i just showed up for different reasons so no. i think that there's yeah, some there is. there we had a good discussion about we had a before very the, good discussion before the episodes so i think this is going to be a really good uh yeah. episode i do want to say right. we i am now on my fourth copy of death of superman he's a lot of death <laughs> of superman, you guys. your Six fourth copy, copy? Yes. Um, it was the 30th anniversary of Death of Superman, and of course, yes, as per usual, me and Doug went to a comic book store before the movie. Oh, we do. Okay, um, excellent, excellent. So we went, and I remembered when I walked in the door that the 30th anniversary of the Death of Superman came out, and so of course they had variant covers in the special edition, and so I had to pop them, and then I got home and bagged and boarded my comic books, and it was just a good day for Marcus, yes, you know what I mean? Yes. A good weekend not to do anything. And yes. I just want to say... I am grateful to have a podcast where I could say that sentence and everybody, nobody even flinches or is like, Ooh, no. God, look at this guy. He's a nerd. I'm just happy to have a safe space. Well, and we are happy to provide you that safe space. Yeah. Do I think yeah, it's yeah. a little crazy to have so many copies of death of Superman? No, not absolutely. Not. You. 
it's I'm not crazy. Like, hey, I'm glad it's your bag. But when you showed me that, because y'all, when, yep. he got, when he got yeah, to like boarded. the new releases section, he was like, hey, you see this? And he pulls out these f- like five issues. Yeah. And the only oh, reason yeah. why he didn't buy five was because there was one that I liked the cover of. And I was like, hey, let me, get, it let me get that one. And so as a true friend, as a true friend, he did. And he, okay, he, he made it very clear. He's like, this one's off limits, but you can have any of these other ones because they're awesome. So, OK, um, OK, yeah, it was a good vibe. But I absolutely nice. appreciate that. Also, that I can show up to this podcast and be like, hey, look at this thing I read. Yep. It's really weird. I hope you enjoy it. Like, <laughs> yep. Yeah, or just you know share like metal as hell comic book covers because yeah. I'm always here oh, for that yeah. too. Absolutely, oh, yeah. and I love to oh, share yeah. those. So <laughs> um, before we get into catch that quotable, I did want to remind all those who are watching and also listening to this on Wednesday when the episode drops everywhere you get your podcast that you can follow uh-huh. us on our social media pages at Films in Black and White on yes. Facebook and instagram and at films in b underscore w um for twitter so long as it is still alive yeah, we'll see what happens next week. Yeah, that, no, yeah, that shit's gonna hit the fan soon. So that guy walked in with a kitchen sink thinking he was big shit popping, and then all of a sudden shit just started going left. Man. And I just don't understand what I, happened. Like, I mean, I know we're not like a social media expert podcast, but like what I do know is everything that I see, it feels like the worst outside manager hire like you've ever had in your job of like someone coming and be like, I got this brand new idea, it's gonna change everything. Thing and like your coworkers, like we've done that for five years, yeah. and they're like, okay, but this time it's better, right? It and also the best part is he's being corrected in real time. It's incredible. That's my in favorite. real time how bad these ideas are, yeah. and he still is just like, mm, interesting. Like, yeah. no motherfucker, either fix it or leave it alone. Right. That's a very good point. It's a yeah. very very good point. It does yeah. have the all the like the tropes of hey. We hired a <laughs> hockey coach to coach a baseball team. Yeah, we're really gonna does. see what happens. And, it really uh, does. Yeah, it is. Uh, we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah, but yeah, like know, to know Tesla and Twitter start with a T, but they they start the same thing. They so. are not. And yeah, there. I could all. I could get into a huge. I did a lot of research into Elon Musk because I needed to know some things so I could I could go off. But that is yeah, another podcast. I'm with you. That's another, that's another episode. That's another episode for another day. But gentlemen, <laughs> we have a episode. We have a quote to get to for oh Catch That Quotable. Catch that quotable. Let's see. I did it. Nice. And we, this one was submitted by Roman Myers, who is one of our Patreon yeah. supporters. And so we are going to play Roman's Millions. Gentlemen, are you ready for the quote? And to those who may be watching this episode for this live stream, if you think Word. you know the quote and you're not Roman Myers, drop your best guess yeah. in the Yeah, chat. that's a fact. Get in, so, that chat. in the chat. So, uh, gentlemen, are you ready for this week's quote? Yep, let's get it. Let's All do right. it. I'm an expert in rejection, and I can see it on your faces, and it's too bad that you judge us by the way we look and not by who we are, just because you want us to be more like them when the truth is we're not like them, and I'm damn proud of that fact. 
Oh, oof. I'm gonna That's a mouthful. It. I'm going to read it one more time. Yeah, let's do I'm it. I'm an expert in rejection, and I can see it on your faces. And it's too bad that you judge us by the way we look and not by who we are, just because you want us to be more like them when the truth is we're not like them. And I am damn proud of that fact. Okay, so my first thought was super bad. And my next thought was this is a Disney movie because the dialogue is is a little kid-friendly. Okay, okay. I am getting a different vibe from it. Me too. Oh, okay. I'm getting okay. a I'm getting like a Bill Murray stripes vibe. Yeah. I'm getting oh, a Bill okay. Murray stripes vibe. I, from that's this, very from specific. This. That's a very specific thinking, vibe. Um, yeah, I, I'm totally blanking. I'm totally blanking. The other uh, the lead Ghostbuster. I'm totally blanking right now. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna pull Peter Vankman. Name. Say that again. Peter Vankman. Or was uh, it Ray? Or is it Egon? Or <sighs> Dr. Spangler, or hey, I'm levels. totally blanking on it. it was right the now. one, the slimy monster ghost, that one. <laughs> no, Dan Aykroyd's character. But anyway, it, oh, it yeah. feels like a Dan Aykroyd thing. So stance. Mm-hmm. There we go. Yeah. I finally figured it out. Thanks for hanging in there with me, folks. It feels like it. I don't know. It feels. It also has Dan Aykroyd vibes. It definitely. It's give. It's giving 80s sports movie energy mm-hmm. that yeah. that mm-hmm. doesn't take itself seriously. But the only one that I can even think about is like. The, like the 90s movie Little Giants. I don't know if anybody has ever seen that. I remember that movie. Uh, the fo- that's you mean the, the only thing that's coming to mind to me yeah. right now. Yeah. Or the big green. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what this is. I feel like Super Bad was the first thing that came to mind because it sounded kind of kiddish and cornyish and like, yeah. Uh, okay. You know what I'm saying? So that was yeah. kind of why I went around a Super Bad first. I honestly don't know what this is. Are we doing hints? Are you just are we going with guesses? I'm willing to ride with Doug with the Bill Murray stripes thing. I'm ready to I'm ready to play the spread here. Just do three guesses. See, okay. see what happens. Okay. 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 Uh I'm gonna go with stripes because that's okay. the way that it feels. All right. Brian. I'm gonna go super bad. Okay. All right. And little giants. All right. Yeah. All right. Gentlemen. Let's see. Let's see. This is from the movie Accepted. Oh, oh so I was kind of in that Jonah Hill. You were close. I was yeah. I was close. You were okay, close. Yeah, you were yeah. in that you were in the right stratosphere. So this yeah. is from the 2006 movie Accepted. This is a quote from Justin Long as Bartleby oh, Gaines. Yeah, yeah. Um and it's basically his reason why mm-hmm. he should be why oh. they as a college um should be accredited. The um, South Harmon Institute of Technology. The South yes, Harmon Institute for short. <laughs> South Harmon Institute of Technology. So there you have it. That was a good quote, Roman. That's that's in our good. wheelhouse. The yeah, last week we got that. I've seen that movie. Jonah yeah. Hill. Yeah. I, I actually like that, that movie. I feel like if we were so, Marcus, you were absolutely the closest. You called that it was, right. Yeah, it was, I feel like you asked me about my winner. Well, <laughs> yup, I remember that preview. And I feel like it is a underrated comedy movie. Like that's I feel true. like it, a lot of people look at it and they're like, yes. Mm, it's missing some people I need. Like it's missing your, mm. like your Seth Rogans and your other folks, well, but it's a genuinely funny movie. It I definitely, like when it came out, I remember this was like, this was kind of like the up and comers movie. Like the, the only big name attached to it, I think was Lewis black. Like, I feel like he was yeah. like one of the main headliners and he was in it for maybe 10 minutes. Total of screen time. Total. Yeah. Um, they got him to was, be the Dean. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. And that was it. So it was kind of like one of those movies where it was like, okay, it's a launch pad. Here we go. And I mean, Jonah Hill, like he's, he did Justin long. I feel like he kind of, he he didn't get to Jonah Hill level, but he yeah. he. I mean, I think he benefited from it. I think is the best way to say it. For sure, for sure, for sure. Well, now he was in Barbarian, right? 
he is in barbarian or he's in barbarian right he's very good oh my gosh this is my i'm gonna plug barbarian i watched it on uh, HBO last weekend it's on hbo max don't read anything about it if you like scary movies don't read a single thing about it and just go watch it like that that's the highest praise i can give it it's on my list of things that i want to watch and i was talking to brian about it like as someone who doesn't like scary movies it has piqued my interest enough where i'm like maybe i'll check it out um still haven't yet but stand by i might i might check that out i mean it I is watch it during I, the daytime I, I I mean yeah, yeah I mean true. if you if you are challenged by horror or scary movies, definitely watch it in the daytime because like I I watch a lot of horror and there were moments in this where I was like I am like I'm I'm feeling it I'm feeling the pressure I I'm that. like I like I this it got me it got I me love good that. I love yeah. that um. Awesome. Well, appreciate it as always the quote Roman. Um, and so if you would like to submit a quote, um, you know, consider signing up uh, for the Patreon. I know that I said at the beginning that I wasn't going to plug it, but if you would like to submit a quote, um, you should do that. I'm breaking my own rules. <laughs> well, that's okay. um, if, if you're new here, quick. like just check out our Patreon. It's a great way to get involved with the podcast. It's a yeah. way to support and you can help move the direction of the show. So Absolutely check out can. our Patreon or films in black and white. Absolutely. Um, gentlemen and people listening, we are about yeah. to get into Black Panther yes. Wakanda forever. Easy. So this is your second warning for spoilers. <laughs> if you have not seen the movie and you do not want to hear any spoilers about it, turn back now. Um, we'll include timestamps in the podcast, the episode description. So please, if you don't want to know anything yep. about it, turn back now because we're going to talk yep. about the movie. That or means, dive head straight in. If you right. if you if edge. you just want to be a part of it, there's people that yep. can hear spoilers all day and still watch movies. Yep. If you that kind of person, don't go nowhere because I'm I'll be I, forgetting to come back. Like you leave like, to go watch it and you don't come back. You I am one of those people. Back. I am one of those people where yeah. I will deliberately look at the spoiler and then be like, "Great, now I can enjoy the movie instead of waiting for that oh one thing that nobody could tell me about but happens yeah, in the movie." Ugh. That's okay, like putting I on red TikToks to me. That's yeah. It doesn't bug me. I dodge TikTok. For 24 hours before we watched the movie. Oh, I didn't. I didn't touch TikTok at all either. Yeah, I did too. Like for this one, I dodged TikTok a little bit longer than I use, like a little bit more than I usually do. But the problem is, is like I have such like goldfish energy with the things that I remember and I don't. Is that like I can like read a spoiler and then move on to something yeah. else and forget like yeah. what I just let read because most of the time when I stumble upon it, I'm like zoning out anyway yeah. um i would never deliberately sit down to get a spoiler but if yeah. it gets spoiled it's it's probably going to get forgotten so it's not yeah. like a big deal. i feel you so but gentlemen before we get into the movie i have one question for each of you and this comes from an interesting discussion that marcus and i had Ooh. is we were kind of thinking about it because we got to the movie theater early uh, okay early and as we saw the show before us walk out Marcus oh. kind of comments to me and he says, I wonder how many people are seeing the movie because they are curious about the tribute to Chadwick. Right. How many people are showing up to the movie just because it's an MCU like extension, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I'm curious. I probably already know the answer. But for our listeners, for you all, which one sort of like piqued your curiosity more or if it's equal, that's also fine. But which one sort of like piqued your curiosity more about this movie, the tribute and what they did with everything associated with Chad with Bozeman's passing or the fact that it's a Marvel movie pre My before was... we get into the discussion pre 
Jeez. Mine was strictly the tribute to Chadwick and man, like the the that portion of things. It, I almost forgot that this was a part of I, I didn't forget it was a Marvel movie. I forgot that there was continuation that happens in this movie is what like that something right. is supposed to happen through this, like a like a continuous thread. So for me, it was just the tribute portion. Okay. Interesting. Brian? Uh, I mean, I don't know. It's hard for me to answer because I was introduced to Chadwick Boseman's career and performances because of Black Panther. I did not know Chadwick Boseman before uh, Black Panther. I knew Michael, like I knew Michael B. Jordan. Sure. um, And the actress that played Okoye. But I did not, I, of course, Angela Bissett. Um, but like, I did not know Chadwick Boseman, so like, obviously, it it hit. Um, like, it, it still hits on an emotional level. But I, I mean, I would say it was equal parts for me. I mean, Fair. like, I don't know. I, I, I'm just more familiar with his Marvel like body of work. Obviously, sure. like, he's done a ton of other stuff. Um, yeah. But for me, it was all it was the MCU portion knowing that like you're you're gonna get hit in the feels with rec like with with grief and acknowledging it and and moving on um that's probably the best way i can say it that wasn't really eloquent but like that's that's kind of where i was coming from that that was good i think that was perfect because i think it's also perfect because i don't want to say that i wasn't interested in what they did and how they pulled it off i think yeah following the storyline you couldn't not be curious as to how specifically ryan coogler and the other writers and producers on the movie were going to overcome this incredible barrier and unforeseen and terrible you know uh, you know experience for them and for everybody involved like to have that happen yeah but i was very curious into because this is technically the end of phase four in terms of movies yeah i was curious as to what was like what was the where was the tone of this going to be as we understand it as a cinematic universe and where this sort of fit in so it sort of piqued my curiosity there i think the other thing that made me a little bit more desensitized to the portions of having chadwick in the movie um because there are flashbacks in the movie yeah um is i watched black panther one on thursday sure And so seeing him on screen sort of changed my mindset, like just a little bit of like, it's not as much of a shock for me yeah. because I didn't avoid it. Like I just, right. It is what it is. And so I sort of stood those up. So that's a little bit, a little bit, maybe, maybe, maybe it's nothing. Maybe it isn't. Um, I'm not saying that those moments weren't still powerful, but that sure. also might have something to do with mm-hmm. how the mindset that I brought going into it. So that's um, really interesting that you saw it and felt let me know if, if if I'm saying this right. You saw him in Black Panther one, mm-hmm. and and it didn't take you by surprise that he wasn't in Black Panther two. Is that kind of what you like? It didn't. Not that it didn't take you by surprise, but it wasn't as. I don't know. Like you weren't looking for him as much in Black Panther two. Is that right? I think it's. I think it's. I knew that he wasn't going to be in Black Panther uh-huh. two. Like so, when he showed up, it wasn't like unexpected. Does that make sense? Okay. Like that, it's not like okay. unexpected. It's yeah, like, right. oh, right. okay, he's passed. This makes sense thematically with the story, which we'll get into. Like mm-hmm. it makes sense in how they did everything. So I think there's a lot of that there for me. That's a little bit different. Not that I wasn't unbothered by not looking for him. I think right. But that's kind of where my brain was at. It's very interesting because I felt the opposite. I, in fact, I felt as if 
he was going to make. It was almost like my brain was waiting for him to show up and oh, make sure. a surprise appearance. Oh, like, sure. Like, like he's alive. You know Got what I mean? It. Like, for me, my brain was like, oh, maybe, maybe I, I have ideal. There's two things I don't like: funerals and hospitals. There's two, just two things sure. I do well with, with right? And so for me, it's like. I, it's like in my mind, I guess I was in denial. I, sure. Not I guess I'm in denial and I'm hoping like, well, maybe, maybe he, he'll pop up at the end or they'll, you know, like there'll be right. some type of, Oh, he's not really gone. I don't know what I was expecting, but interesting. Um, that That's just, that's, that was where my hit was at for a little bit. I appreciate you sharing that. Like I really do. Yeah. I think that that's a, like, that's a, a vulnerable moment of like this, mm. of where well, your brain was at. So I appreciate that a hundred percent. And right? I, I, I get it, Marcus. Cause like, I, I don't want to say this the right way. I, I feel like this is a pretty sacred moment for like both comic book fans, but like movie fans and like just there's a lot. There's a lot of feelings with how we're handling characters that pass or the actors yeah. who play them. Yep. And uh, I was a little worried at one like I like we were sitting in the theater and I was like, oh, man, like I re I don't think they would do this, but I'm really worried they're going to like Luke Skywalker this and maybe like he'll be like. I'm in space and like you see him walk into a spaceship or something. And I was like, yeah, I don't know how that's going to make me feel. I hope they don't do that. I don't think Ryan Coogler would do that. No, but I totally get what you're saying, Marcus. I'm mm -hmm. like, are they going to try to like movie magic this? Like, cause that yeah. would feel weird and that would make me feel certain things. But like, I, honestly, if you're familiar with the comics, Wakanda goes to space at one point and like I comics, uh, but I mean, I was totally waiting for him being like, no, nah, I'm going to be in the stars and like have some yeah. type of mm -hmm. metaphor there. I think it's actually really bold and brave. They did what they did. And maybe that's, yeah. that's a good yeah. prologue for us to talk yeah. more about the movie. I don't know. Yeah. I think that there's a fantastic transition, Brian. And so I don't want to delay the discussion. So anyone care to give us a barbershop summary is a barbershop summary appropriate in this instance, but does anybody want to try to barbershop or not give us a summary of Wakanda forever? Yeah, I, I got it. All right. All right. Unless All right. Brian, you wanted it. You look like you were, you were, you were, it's, you, you were... Not. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, okay. So what had happened was this story picks up after okay i'm gonna just give you the movie synopsis i'm not gonna give you context okay the movie yeah, kicks okay. off with shuri okay shuri's in her lab and she's in a lab full of people and they are they are frantic they are trying to figure this thing out and you hear this ai voice which is funny enough voice by trevor noah um you hear this ai voice and uh tiktok just reveals everything that's amazing like, how the hell did y'all know that but anyway amazing. so they're frantic they're trying to figure something out and um, you see Shuri running around to the, and asking this AI, like, what is the probability of success or like, what is the confidence level in this, in this percentage thing? And it, it's low. It's like 20%, 19%, something like that. It was like super duper low. Every time she tried to do it, she tried to, it looks like she's trying to remake this herb, this heart shaped herb, which if you know, it burnt, they burned all of the rest of the heart shaped herb in the first black Panther. So there was nothing there. It's, it's being inferred that similar to real life, um, uh, T'Challa is sick. There's something he's, he's something was happening and then trying to find this cure for T'Challa. He's on his deathbed. Somebody is the AI is telling him like, hey, I think you need to be with your brother at this time. 
you know, it, it's getting close to that time. She's like, no, they get this probability that's maybe like 23%. It's something very low, but she says to print it anyway, right? So they go and they print, they try to print the heart-shaped herb. She tries to take it up to her brother and sees her mom walk through the door and she says, T'Challa is fast. Now, here's a moment that almost got me. There's a dead silence in the opening Marvel credit where it's all Chadwick Boseman credit sequences. Um, and I thought that that was just powerfully done. Not no sound. So then you go and the movie is then taken a year forward. Okay. So they go a year forward and they're trying to catch in people exactly a year from T'Challa's death and see where people are. Shuri is in, in this lab covered with, you know, um, surrounded by a whole bunch of people in this lab. They're all doing type of work. And what she makes this line about, they're all predicting the probability of issues and they're trying to find solutions to these issues, which I have feel like some something to do with the grief that she has about her brother. Right. And so they go and her mom comes and she says, do you know what today is? And she says, yes, it's T'Challa's uh, death day, the death of her brother. So she says, we need to go through the process. I need you to follow me. You need to leave all your shit behind. So they go to this um, beach uh, in Wakanda and she, her mom is telling her, you need to mourn. Like you need to mourn. We need to finish this process of mourning by burning our robes, our, um, our, uh, mind you, there's a funeral scene in there before the flashback. So she tells them like, um, we need to burn our robes to finish the mourning process. So she says, well, I can't do that because I, in like lesser terms, she basically says, I don't, how do you know the ancestors exist? They took this from me. I prayed to the ancestors and the ancestors did not listen. Um, and so I don't know if there's ancestors because the mom is like, well, I feel your brother on my shoulder. He's guiding me. He's leading me. And she tells him, well, no, that's not what that is. That's you making some shit up in your head to cope with what's going on in life. And so Sherry is basically like a non-believer and she's not really fucking with it. And so she doesn't burn her robe. She says, I can't do it. I want to burn the world down. So then this fish motherfucker pops up out of the water and it turns out in an earlier scene, right? <laughs> Namor, um, Namor pops up out of the water and he has this big ass machine that he bought with him. Cause earlier in the movie, they had a vibranium tracker and the big conversation in the movie is we heard what you said. The King is dead. Y'all keep trying to invade Wakanda for all the vibranium. And what we're not going to do is that that happens. So they embarrass a bunch of uh, mercenaries in the UN who belong to one of the people complaining. I think it was one of the French. It was uh, the French. French UN ambassador, right? Absolutely and she was the like, French. Ain't these your people? Bought them in front of the UN, made them kneel, and was like, there. Now take them with you. Take the garbage out with you. I see what the fuck y'all doing. Our king is not dead. So... Basically, they've been looking for vibranium in the other parts of Wakanda. And so they found some in the ocean and these top spies end up getting their ass whooped by who they thought people thought were Wakandans. They weren't Wakandans. They were. Ooh, what is the name of Namor's people? Yeah, Did somebody I'll, looked that I'll up. I'll look that up. Thanks. Um, so Namor and his people and his crew, they went and they kicked, they killed all their asses, right? They killed everybody on that ship. Namor popped up out the water on Queen Ramonda and um and uh Shuri telling them basically, hey, they coming, they looking for a vibranium. I found this vibranium tracker. I need you to find the scientists or all hell gonna break loose. All right. So if you don't find the scientists who made the shit, all hell gonna break loose. Well, ta-da, the scientist who made the shit is Riri Williams. All right. And she's at MIT. So they have to go, they find they track her down and say, listen, people are gonna come for you because you made this machine by accident that can track vibranium. And so now the CIA is looking for the scientists to recreate it. So they gotta protect Riri Williams in this. There's a huge fight that breaks out between um Wakanda and um and 
Namor's people, okay? And so they're fighting to protect Riri Williams. And then in the process, they end up kidnapping Shuri and Riri Williams, all right? They take them down. He takes them to their his palace and his place and his crib. But he shows them all of the shit. And he's like, listen, I have to kill the scientists because I got to protect my people. And I'm showing you all the shit so you can see what I have to protect. And Shuri's like, I can't let you do that. Let her come back to Wakanda with us. He says, I can't do that. I don't trust y'all like that. In the meantime, they get freed because, um, oh God, Nakia um, is she comes and she's a spy and she comes yep. and save them all, right? Okay, so she goes and she saves um, Shuri. Then they feel invaded and she's like, well, we've been, exp- uh, Namor is like, we've been exposed. He also explained his name, which is, um, it's not Namor, like a Western term, it's Namor, which means no love, okay? And so he gives his whole backstory, which is a beautiful backstory, right? And so um, they go, they get back online. It's a giant fight that breaks out. All right. In this fight, Namor comes to Wakanda. He kills every, he's drowning Wakanda, right? They got these water bombs. He then goes and he doesn't kill the queen. It's said that the queen Ramonda sacrificed herself to save Riri Williams. Okay. So yeah, yeah that is kind of how implied. the, yeah, that, that, that's kind of what yeah. the twist is. And so uh, queen Ramonda dies and Riri Williams survives, and then it's just Shuri now. And so Shuri had to bury her brother, and now she has to bury her mother. And then she's going through this process of grieving. She keeps telling people the Black Panther is dead, the Black Panther is dead, and then the Black Panther is alive. She takes, she finds a way to recreate this herb, heart-shaped herb. She goes, she has a vision, she meets Killmonger. Killmonger tells you, you are not your brother. You more me than you are your brother. And your mom sacrificed herself. Don't take that from her. And you want to burn this shit down, take it with force. And so she goes, and she's carrying this all of this weight, this heaviness with her, and and she goes and carries that into her leadership as the Black Panther into this battle where these two go head to head and they got to figure out what type of leader is Shuri. Yep. Yeah. 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 Talokan is the name of the kingdom. Talokan. So the only the, I was going to say, they refer to them as Talokanils, like Talokanils oh. or Nils, Talokanils, but Talokanils. The reason there's not a whole lot of like reference material on this is because they made Talokan just for Wakanda forever. So technically, like usually we would be referring to them as Atlanteans, but that doesn't exist in the MCU. Correct. Yeah, they've made they've kind of made their own story, which I I appreciate. Absolutely phenomenal synopsis, Marcus. Yeah, I appreciate I appreciate you synthesize there's a lot going on in this movie and i feel like you covered it pretty well really well it's a lot it's a lot going on which brings me to my first point it's a lot going on in this movie absolutely Um, and so for me what my first thought was i don't feel like my mom called me and was like marcus have you seen now this was my mom act like she old but so she talk old so she'll call she called me this morning she said marcus did you see the panther movie and I said, yes, I saw the Panther movie. She said, I love that. what did you think? And I told her, I said, well, I really felt like it was too much for me to take in yeah. immediately afterwards that I feel like I didn't have time to cry or catch up with my emotions in the process. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I get that. Um, yep. I get it's that. Just, it was It was just, it was, that was a weird dead space. It was just a lot of... Yeah. It was so it's Shuri's story. Then you got to get introduced to um Namor, Namor, then the Namor's people. And these are all, mind you, compelling stories. And for you to be a director that can tell, give this much character development to this many characters at one time, it's going to be a jam-packed movie because you're you're trying to introduce a new character, you're trying to push a a side character into the role of a leading character and develop them quick enough to take up that mantle while also trying to fix the surrounding shit. It was just a lot for me 
in my first time watching it. Well, and it moves, it moves at a breakneck speed too. Like at no point did I look at my watch during this movie. And this movie is like two hours and 43 minutes. So this is not a shorter Marvel jaunt here. And it, they made it move so well. Like I I was really impressed by that because there's so much ground to cover. And I think that, I, I think that's why the beginning is so poignant and stands out to me just from like a filmmaking perspective, because the movie knows we have to deal with Chadwick Boseman's absence and black, pa- like yep. the T'Challa black Panther absence. And it goes straight into it. It doesn't ease you in. It just, it throws it right in your face and it, it it's done in like I didn't look at my watch, but I would I would say you you're at the Marvel credit roll within five minutes, and you're sitting oh, with yeah. that that's a you're sitting with these feelings of like I'm sad. So I cried three times in this movie, and the first two were within the first ten minutes, and that oh, that damn. silent Marvel that yeah. silent Marvel <laughs> banner clip. Woo! Wow, heavy. that was powerful. That was heavy. Well done, because it happens, that moment of silence for Chadwick happens twice in this movie, once in the beginning and once in the end, when they're doing both, and both of them are flashback sequences of him just doing stuff and being there, smiling, being T'Challa. Those were two very heavy moments. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It seems to me that if I were to take myself and put myself in the brain of um, Ryan Coogler, it seems yeah. to me that if it's, and I'm just inferring from like the sequences, mm-hmm. it seems to me he had two sort of objectives. One is how do I, how do I deal with Chadwick's passing and how do I convey that this character that everybody knows is no longer there? I'm going to take how I feel, which is yeah. chaotic, not really sure what the direction is, not mm-hmm. really sure what we're supposed to do with it. And really just everybody trying to process that moment. And I'm going to write that into the first seven minutes of this movie. That to me is the moment like Shuri almost feels in that first sequence before the credit roll that she is a placeholder for how Ryan Coogler felt as he was trying to figure out how he was supposed to create it. Right. Is that and he he had his family helping too? Yeah. Yeah. Talking Mm -hmm. about is he a match? Is this going to fit? Is it going to work? Like those are all internal dialogue questions that I can pick up directly from the director. And what I think makes moments of this movie so masterfully done is that piece of it overall. Um, And then the other part of it is they can't be sad if they're having fun. And so that seems to be like rule number two, which is once they do the moment of silence and you get through the the passing sequence like the 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 funeral sequence yep. it, keep them entertained keep them yep. laughing keep them smiling keep them keep them as distracted as possible because I if mean, we have any lulls that's where people yep. are going to be like oh it's not chadwick or that's not i mean you know what i mean like they're going to be doing that so it seems to me that if i were to put myself in those positions like those would be the two like goals or objectives that i would have with this overall and brian or marcus to your point there are 12 conservatively 12 main characters oh okay who who, are people who get considerable screen time so yeah leticia wright plays shuri yes nyongo plays nakia danai guerrera plays okoye winston Mm -hmm. duke is back as mbaku angela bassett's back as ramonda 
Tenoch yeah. Huerta is playing Namor. Um, deal with these names. Uh, Martin yeah. Freeman plays Everett Ross. Dominique Thorne plays Riri. Then Florence mm-hmm. Kasumba plays Ayo. Then Michael Coyle gets into Anika. Then there's Alex Livanali Le- yeah. plays a two. Mika- oh, yeah, Michaela Cole. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. And yeah. and and Mabel Cadena plays Namora. Those yeah. are your. Yeah. Those are the people who are getting consistent screen time in this whole movie. Not to mention the other folks like the Julia Louis Dreyfuses who are like, oh shit, oh she's gosh. back again. Like yeah. there are conservatively a lot of people you have to keep track of. So Marcus, your point of like, it's a lot. It's a lot. Like it's a lot. And and here's my thing to go back to the grieving portion. Right. I do. I do want to remember and and put in my two cent to my two cent and my interpretation of this. Right. Black people grieving. Is different than normal grieving. I was explaining to somebody how my uncle had we had three funeral services. You have the viewing of the body, the homecoming service and then the actual the other the second service. Okay, that's three services. And so I also think that when it comes to grieving, the laughing, the memories, that kind of there's a process to it. And and a lot of that, what they were doing in the movie was a lot of how I probably would have handled grief in real life. Mm. It's a lot of the laughing. It's a lot of the memories. Yeah. It's a lot of the you are going to have these these the lulls of 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 grief. You're also going to have these moments where you want to avoid the whole thing. You're also going to have these moments where you got to take it head on. And so I, I, I do think. I don't know if this movie followed the stages of grief like that. It seemed to follow sure. the accept, you know, acceptance and denial. It seemed to follow those typical st- stages of grief. But for me, that was what made this movie was relatable. Was it wasn't all sad. It, it yeah. kind of it kind of puts you in and out of what maybe realistic emotions are, especially when you're running a kingdom. You everything does yeah. not stop. That's the hard part about losing people. Is like. Your world may come to a screeching halt, but the world around you doesn't. So what happens when you are a world nation with vibranium and Queen Romanda, who's lost her husband and her son um, and, yeah. and, and has to protect her nation all at the same damn time? That's a lot to deal with just for one character. So how the fuck do you do that with half of the cast who's Wakanda and then another half who's being introduced in a whole new storyline? Yeah, I mean, that yeah. moment where... Queen Ramonda is yelling at is is yelling at her and saying, "Tell me, I haven't already given enough." I, that needs that that is a phenomenal scene. I I mean, to be honest uh, with you, at least in like the uh, like an Academy Award nominated emotive performance, like that, I felt every ounce of her pain when she was like, I, "Don't yeah. tell me you've sacrificed everything." Like that was such a powerful moment i mean and i wanted to be like she was yeah and she is she acted her ass like the embodiment of a queen she 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 did that to be a not just a queen but the strong a strong mother in a house that is mourning and in a nation that is mourning you have to be the one to stand the fuck up and make these decisions still lead your people while you're doing your own grieving trying to bring your daughter through her grieving definitions of strong powerful women and strong which this movie is 98 97% women women of color yeah. like yeah. leading this movie yes yeah. they are it's like kudos like hell yeah 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 
Yeah, no, I, I mean, Angela Bissett, in my opinion, turned in the best performance. I, I'm going to say, I'm going to be bold here. It's probably the best performance in the MCU. Like, there are mm-hmm. some really good moments in the MCU. There are still pivotal and emotional moments, but like from a pure, just from a pure acting craft, I don't think anyone comes close to what Angela B- Bassett is bringing to Black Panther. And it it pains me that we're not going to see her in the MCU again, because she is just a force of nature. Uh, But on the other hand, I mean, if she had to go out, like if her character had, had, has to be removed from the narrative, that's the way this is the way. I mean, it's just, it's, there's no word. She's, I mean, she's amazing. She's, she's, I mean, I don't know. I don't have the words for it, but she certainly brought a gravity to this film where you didn't think you needed it after everything we already have to like, yeah. move through with the loss of T'Challa and 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 here comes Angela Bassett just acting her ass off it's amazing yeah one of those it, moments where it didn't feel like a Marvel movie in that instance I would agree because somebody made a comment on TikTok where they were like usually black people say this acting for slave movies and and my and I laughed because I was like <laughs> yep that's that's kind of accurate though right when you get those award nominations you usually have to be in a in a 12 years of slave type of role to get that type of exertion and that type of energy out but to see this in a marvel movie those are one of the moments where i felt like oh this is this feels like a little bit more than a marvel movie it's it's where where i felt like thor love and thunder could have taken me yeah if and didn't it had taken itself a little bit more serious yeah oh my gosh i mean we'll get we'll get into this later it's what I we mean, saw, but like compared to other Marvel projects, it's like it's it's on a completely different plane of existence yeah. to me. I, yeah. I will say, like, I really, you again, I cannot say. I mean, Brian, you really said everything that I could say about Angela Bassett's performance. Like, really, just truly, like on another level. I think it's why I wanted her character to come back at the end. So this is one of yeah, those like I, I might have done it differently type of moments. Like that final battle scene, like on the beach, and Marcus and I kind of talked about this on the on the way back. But yep. like I kind of wish she that I kind of wish, especially because of the relationship that Shuri and Queen Ramonda had developed over the course of mm-hmm. that whole movie. I kind of wanted her to show up again, but for it yeah. to be a quick like show them who they are you are i kind of i wanted just a smidgen more like i just yeah like just give me give me more time with her yeah especially in that like ancestral plane portion um again what we got was fine and i'm being greedy by wanting to see more of her performance oh, of yeah. this character but like and it's very nitpicky so i acknowledge that but i did i she did such an outstanding job that i just wanted to see the two of them interact more um and as much as possible I, I want to I mean, see the Ryan yeah. Coogler cut because God, yeah, I feel as I, but I do feel as like Mark is back on his bullshit again. Cut out of this movie though. Right. Because oh, you're already absolutely. at two hours and 41 minutes. Yeah. I can only imagine. I have to imagine that there are more scenes with Shuri and I would Queen Ramonda so. yeah. because it did feel kind of premature when they get to the, so one of my gripes with this is, with the movie is it something timeline wise felt off. Like if I could take the snippet, pick it up and put it in a different area, I would take Shuri's fight for me at the end. Did not, I didn't feel really fulfilled with the fight at the end because it felt like 
when she got introduced to Killmonger, she took that and ran with it up until the last five, maybe like two minutes oh, of that fight. She took it, ran with it, and then immediately yep. walked away. Like, <laughs> And then it was like, for me, it was like, so he was right. Because you was winning, you did everything you were supposed to, and then in the last second, you bring, you bring back Queen Ramonda to say, show right. them who you are. And I felt like it wasn't as uh, yeah. heroic enough for me to, because it wasn't that comeback moment of like, now she gets it, now's the point where she wins. Maybe that was done on purpose, but I felt like timeline wise, I would have loved to finish that scene with Killmonger, right? Sure. You finish that mm-hmm. whole scene. You don't need an alternate. You don't need the continuous flashback yeah. on the back end. And then at the end, she she would point where she's dying about to pass out. She meets her mom and she maybe meets her dad or whoever she wants to meet there. And that is the moment she needs to like be propelled into being the new Black Panther. That's what I would have preferred. Yeah, I agree. I would have preferred I, that as well. You know, I I think I'm I don't think it's a critique in this I, I it's a this is a yes and Marcus like mm-hmm. yes, and I'm surprised I'm surprised how the third act unfolded only because of the tone at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, right. I for sure thought, and not to make everything about Star Wars, and I feel like I could get like a bumper sticker for the podcast here, but not to make everything about Star Wars, but I definitely thought they were going to return, like Return of the Jedi this. I definitely thought she would walk up to to, to Namor and she'd be like, no, like, I'm not going to fight you. Like, that's that's the absolutely wrong thing to do in this situation. (laughs) However, I am sad... I think it's a really hard balance because there were some satisfying things of like seeing Cherie just be super angry and obviously have nowhere to go with her rage and anger and take yeah. it out on Namor, who clearly like like was a part of her mother's death. Very yeah. clear link. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like I don't know about you all. <laughs> we're talking about the end of the movie. We've barely covered the no, second half. There's a lot to right. cover, so we went right, right. to like. I like the moment when she's impaled by the vibranium like uh, pike. I, yeah. I was, I was taken aback, and I know this is comic book movies, but I was like, oh no, like oh <laughs> damn, like they they're doing this. Like, are they really gonna kill off like all all, all of like T'Challa? All of oh god, people in this family. Like, are we really are yeah. we really gonna do this? Um, and of course, in my head, I, like I got some sense. I was like, no, that's the the, the 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 thesis of this movie is not gonna be Ryan Coogler being like they all die. Like, that's obviously not what Ryan Coogler wants. But it was still yeah. shocking, and it still I it still shocked me to 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 the to the point of the story that okay like yeah like maybe vengeance isn't the best way to go because you got a huge vibranium <laughs> vibranium staff sticking out of your abdomen like maybe we should rethink things but yeah yeah i i, I hear what you're saying marcus because like i don't have a good answer for it because it with the themes of the movie you'd think sure would be like what are we doing we gotta like work together they're coming for us and yeah. not but how, how you reconcile that i i get why they went this direction yeah agreed yeah i yeah, I, I kind of and I think that this is kind of going back to the point that we made earlier of like, there's just a lot to keep track of. There were just a lot of yes. pieces to have to do something with. And you can't have a character like Namor in the movie and then not do something with him at the end. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you set this up and build this whole movie as the two of them fight and then you can't leave it there and not have them fight. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and so I think you're a little, a little limited by 
the formula, to be honest well, with you, a little bit. I thought, I absolutely thought the end of the finale of this movie well, them was kissing. going. What'd you say? Was them kissing? No, I did not no. think they're. I don't think I didn't think they would romance each romantic, other. I, I got that romantic vibe when they were they were on a date. In, oh, in, in they were a hundred percent on a date when he took her to the city. A hundred percent. He picked her up. They went into the city. Yeah. He showed, showed her, her the around. Sun. Yeah, this uh, is this is my crib. This is where yep. I rub my feet. This is where yep. my pearls lay. These are my friends. Uh, yeah. like what's up? Yeah, but yeah. like I definitely thought the movie was setting up like a CIA villain antagonist or task force. Like I thought we were gonna be like just knocking off like masked CIA agents on a ship, and then like that's definitely where oh. I thought this was going. And the surprise would be that Namor's folks would come help the Wakandans or something like that. Did not actually think the finale would be. Like legit Namor versus Shuri, Wakanda versus the Sea People. Uh, Toka Talakan, Talakan. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I, surprised. It, the fight scene was the battle scene was kind of anticlimactic. Okay, and here's uh, to me, and I need to watch it again. This is for my first. This is for my first. Okay, movie. it's because you had the Aquaman in it, and and, yeah, and what's funny bit. is you have to put Namor near water. Okay, I yeah. get it. I, I get it. This is yeah. what the half the movie is about. All of a sudden, Wakanda has beaches. We, there was no water in the first film, except for the fight scene. And, no, that's a lie. I'm just joking. But so you have Namor. The fight scene is restricted to the boat. Okay, right. And the boat is such small surface area, and it's a million of them, and it's just a yep. few of them. Yeah. And it kind of felt like that King Kong versus Godzilla fight scene in the water, too. You know? What yes. I mean? like you, you're fighting on this little ship, and it's like you two action figures yes. can only go so far within this thing. So for me, I was expecting a little bit more. And then when they pop up and they say Wakanda forever and Imperious Rex, well, no, he doesn't. He says that to to uh, Shuri. But yeah. he says they say their version of Wakanda forever. It just kind of felt like that's it. Yep. And that was it. And also, like, not what I expected. Also, not what I expected when they are literally strategizing in that section before that. It's like, oh, we'll draw him into somewhere remote. I was like, mother. I was like, that is not. That is <laughs> like the middle of the ocean is not remote for this man. No. Like, no. I thought you meant like, like some island that you found on a map that no yeah. one else knew about. Like that's like, what I thought. And, and they so were we dropping all these tools off in Antarctica, and I was like, oh, okay, they're gonna build like a Jurassic Park type cage to to, oh, to make it a ring fire or some hell. shit. Yeah, and then they ended up on a boat with no ice i didn't see where the ice went and then i was like well, what the fuck happened when, when did we change scenery i don't know yeah, what happened i had a lot of questions i mean you know look i i get it they wanted to take the fight to them but yeah as a, as a military strategy it's like all right we're gonna play to their strengths we're gonna okay, go right. straight to their strengths. Water. where should we go middle of but the also i get have? it at the same time they're just trying to dry out namor and have everybody surrender so i do understand like okay we just gotta hold the line and then we just dry out the fish guy guy and then we go home but yeah we all saw yeah. that turned out yeah yeah, yeah that was, it was fine but I, I, the movie is the movie is good not wrapping it up um i'm i just want to say that 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 was the end what are some points in the middle that what i feel like we're missing some well i like yeah, riri we, williams i do want to bring up riri williams yes. and just say Let's i love her, her as a character and I like the vibe that she brought to this movie and the yes. realism of being a fish, a no pun intended fish out of water yeah. in between two worlds. She made something by accident for her science teacher. And now she's stuck between two of these 
like nations that are will do anything yeah. for their own nation. Yeah. I mean, I, I did I, I did see somebody say that that is a similar plot to Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, that <laughs> there is a child that has a unique talent that someone who is an antagonist would like to take and destroy because of that I mean, talent. And so the protagonist is protecting that child from the antagonist for the majority of the movie. Yeah. But I really liked her. I, I'm being flippant, but that no, is fine. But I am. I think that that is. I, she was fantastic. I loved the oh, role yeah. that she had in the movie. Um, yeah. I love the character and the energy that she brought. Um, I also really appreciated that they decided to go like the college route with her. Yes. Because I really was worried that they were going to pigeonhole her as like a, this is another high schooler. So yep, I yeah. really appreciated that they decided to say like, no, 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 this is, she's in college. Like, and she's 19. Yeah. Like, I really appreciated that. I thought that was a different perspective. Otherwise it was going to be like a, I felt like they could have gone to Peter Parkery again with it. Well, I think yeah. if I'm looking timeline wise, she's in college. Peter would be in college. So mm -hmm. her and Peter are around the same age. Yep. In theory, so yeah. they'll age out around the same. They'll age out around the same when they meet, quote unquote, yeah. when he meets a new Ironheart or this next version of Iron Man. Right. At some point, they'll run into each other. They'll be the same age. Not yeah. that that matters now, but the young Avengers are all here. Every. Yeah male counterpart every male avenger now has a female um alternative counterpart now in the mcu yeah i mean yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i well i was thinking of cap but that there there's there's a lot happening there too yeah, so yeah, yeah i don't want to get bogged maybe not, down maybe not cap yeah 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 but, but you're right you're right yeah there's there's an equivalent for sure yeah there's absolutely an equivalent i totally i totally agree with that i think uh, honestly, I really liked all the Riri Williams stuff, and I liked that this, I don't know if it was on, I, I think it was on purpose, but I really like how they just were kind of like, Shuri like, needs a foil that isn't Okoye, because Okoye is just, it's too, like, Okoye is great, but her and Shuri, like, it, there's, the, like, the dynamic there, they're not exactly foils, and I feel like Riri was a great addition to that cast that really, like, yeah. brought that dynamic together and almost yeah. gave Shuri like a little sister and I, I think was, that I was just I, about to say that. yeah I was well, just about to say well what you see in this hat what you, what to me and it could be overreading but what I saw what happened was they have this little quick dialogue of like who taught you everything that you know and she right. says my brother and so that is when Shuri becomes the older person yeah. to look up to because if you think about it she is now the the oldest one in her family and the most wise if yeah. i'm thinking about it like that yeah. and now it's up to her automatically to pass that wisdom down to riri williams and help people just like her brother did for her and her mother did yeah. for her at the same time well yeah. and i think to your point brian i think the reason why that shuri and okoye can't have that is because okoye is too close too similar to her brother like and yeah, so I yeah, think there's yeah. they those two were like around the same age. They kind of had the same mindset point. on things. They both went through something pretty significant with the events of the first Black Panther. So I think it's hard for Shuri and Okoye to have that same relationship. So I think you the two of you put it together really well of like it does have to be different and she does have to step down and take on that little more of that like mentor role, which I really appreciated. So I yeah. thought that was I thought that was good. Yeah, yeah. And also being stripped of her of her general role, that was a tough scene to watch. That was that I've, was intense. That was I, intense. And I wanted I, to be yeah. bad. I wanted to be mad at Queen Ramonda, but when she started laying them facts out, and I was like, 
although I was like, well, it was Sherry's fault because she she did say she wanted to split up. But yes. that ain't important at the time. That ain't, it's a time and a place. Like you don't say that shit right there when the when the Yo. queen is talking. Yeah, yeah. No, I felt like I was in trouble. Like I felt like yeah. I needed to personally apologize to Angela Bissett, and 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 I I you know Miss Bassett, I apologize. I'm so sorry. Uh, but, like that's how and... it made me feel. Like it it and just oh my gosh, we've already talked about that sequence, but it says something that we're coming yeah. back to it again about how about how powerful it was. Uh, yeah. The one thing I'll say, the other thing about Riri Williams and Ironheart was that I liked how. I don't know. This movie didn't tease. I don't feel like it was a big tease. Like it did Mm-mm. feel like a fully fleshed out story for her. And on top of it, you get to see the tricked out Ironheart armor, which was like that was awesome. That was excellent. And I'm and I'm really happy we got to see it. And I know that for her for her like TV show, we're gonna get a different version of that. But I like seeing that. I mean, if you're really into Mega Man. This is perfect for you. <laughs> Which I am. If you're really into Mega, Mega Man, Man. If you're really like into Mega Man, Man then that like suit was hey. 100 you. I, and that is again, I think given the conversation, I hope we get a different version. I wasn't a yeah. huge fan of the suit. It doesn't detract from the movie, and it's not yeah. a reason to not like the movie. Mm-hmm. I just think it's. I, I I wasn't a huge fan. Some people liked it. I was like, yeah, I don't know how I, to feel about it. It was, was a little about the like, head or shoulders. Eve, I didn't like. It was like E from Wally in the face a little bit. Ooh, yeah. Like it was just kind like of that. like too cartoony. I would have preferred if they would have went a more um uh what do you practical route with the suit. It, really? it looked like all of it. Yeah, just a little bit, just a little. It did, it felt a little too. It looked a little too perfect. If it, I'm being honest, it like, wasn't modular. It yeah. wasn't no. super wasn't modular, it? like that, like the, uh, like the Mark Forty Three suit or yeah. whatever, yeah. That, the Robert Downey Jr. suits. That's what yeah. I'll say. You can very much tell there are pieces that go together and that come off. Yeah. And with the with the Ironheart suit, it was just like it was streamlined and slick, which is exactly yeah. what I would expect from Wakandan mm. engineers. I'd be like, why would you? Why would you have all this air resistance? What are you doing? Right. No, we're gonna make it smooth. Like, what's wrong with you? Now right. I liked her. I like her. Iron, her quote unquote Iron Man cave suit version. I, I thought that like that. the the chase scene yes. through the city. I really liked that suit because there were so many comparisons to yeah Iron Man one and so many homages that you like. Oh made yeah, back oh. That I fucking loved. And I think that Ryan Coogler did really well with paralleling these two without a single yeah. mention of Iron Man. No, I don't know if anybody else up. like they just the- didn't bring it up. Like they didn't bring up Tony. Like the only mention I can remember is is the police. By the way, we're coming back. Oh, Iron Man suit. We're oh, no, come, we got yeah, to touch. Right, we got to like, touch on the police. We, don't yeah. worry. We know. We got to okay. touch on it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, they, all they say is like they, she's got an Iron Man suit. But that's it. Yeah. That's like shorthand to bring everybody up in case this is your first Marvel movie. Um. Anyway, yeah, it might true. be for the Roundup Spectacular. But anyway, yeah. yeah also, like that. That was the only reference. I also appreciated that you know what this and this is all inference because it's not all like super laid out someone other than stark enterprises made an arc reactor like that's i mean it they made she she made this in a garage like (laughs) i knew that was coming out of out of technology so i i think it's impressive that she was able to do that and again it highlights her intelligence that she was able to figure that out herself yeah. But I, what that means for Armor Wars and what that also means for her own series, I think is really, really cool to pick up That's on that. Like, 
wow, she was able to figure this out. She's going to be a hot commodity for anyone who's looking to create an Iron Man army, uh, an Iron Man yeah. armor. So I think that yes. that's, we might even see a Justin Hammer um, again. So I'm really, I don't want to go. So. I hope so too. Cause he's, a, he's such a good character. He, I, I, awesome. I, I think that Iron Heart, not to get too, too deep into that. Cause that'll come later. Yep. I think that her series is going to be a little bit better for me. If I have to do a, a direct comparison, it would be Miss um, Marvel. And I yeah. think that it'll oh, be yeah. a little bit better telling of a young, younger Avenger player story because she has a different type of maturity and a different type of sauce to her. Yes. Um, as oh, Riri sure. Williams that isn't as innocent and it isn't as careful. It's a little yes. bit more, it's, it's a little bit more exposed. Like she's a hero. When she was talking shit, she was selling this. She was selling to people. She doing a homework, doing a projects and all this other stuff like that up until she ran into the Wakanda. And then all of a sudden you see her back down a little bit, which I really enjoyed that kind of respect. Well, and for yeah. Wakanda, and for, even to know, a point Wakanda, though, man. like, back down but not so much to tell like yes. someone you identify as the general of the door of Malaje that she has yeah. an ashy ass forehead so like <laughs> not even so much that she like didn't dial that that back down yeah. so like i think like again she still lets her personality fly even in yeah. moments that are high tension so i think that that's that's such a cool thing to see in a character and yeah and by the way that to me is how you do humor in a marvel movie i, I don't feel oh, yeah. like oh yeah I, like some of the other examples i know that i've i've talked about before but like nobody was like fumbling with a with a receiver or nobody was no one was having trouble pushing a button like it was pertinent to the character mm -hmm. authentic and believable and it was something everybody could relate like it, it seems Ryan Coogler feels like I feel like he can do this effortlessly, He's and I'm sure culture. it takes a lot of work. But like, the culture. Oh, man. That, that, that I mean, it, it hit on all man. cylinders. It got a huge laugh out of our audience as Okoye is trying to figure out her oh, makeup yeah. in the middle of this movie, which is like that's it was funny. It was great. It landed. I mean, the comment made me very self conscious about my own bald head, so <laughs> I appreciate where they went with it. Um, I like the I like the fit the Fenty the Fenty reference too. That's right. Shuri Shuri said. I was like, oh okay, I see you, Rihanna. Um, yep. yep. I also okay. So let's talk about the police for a second. She <laughs> straight up firebombs the police. Like, yeah. Well, the police get a lot of like okay. they and I think yeah. I feel like it's pretty incredible for a Marvel movie to be like, oh yeah, fuck the police. Uh, like we're just gonna straight up firebomb them in the middle of a movie, and yeah. no one was like. Hold on, Ryan. Are you right. sure? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, and I feel like I don't know. It it it's hard to believe that like Falcon and the Winter Soldier exist in the same <sighs> timeline as Wakanda pissed, Forever, yeah. where Riri so literally takes like a surveillance tool and smashes it at the state. Which incredible imagery there, by the way. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think it shows. To me, it shows either Ryan Coogler can can do that and that's great or it shows that disney's like all right we gotta like loosen the like we gotta loosen up on some of the stuff that we're asking them to do and with their vision and stuff like that it's one of the two and i i don't know what it is i think the other thing is is that again this will save this for like the marvel spectacular that we'll do later this month but i do want to put like a little like trick-or-treat tease out there which is i do feel like one enemy that we need to acknowledge in phase yep. five is going to be the government. Like it, I mean, yes. there is, there is no way uh, yes. that you don't see the actions that Valentina takes in this particular movie. Oh, also the knowing 
that the Thunderbolts are out there. Yeah. I mean, I said this to Marcus. I was like, oh, so the Thunderbolts are you're going to be your destabilizing agents that go in and, you know, fuck some oh, shit 100%. up. Oh, 100%. Because it's three it's three super soldiers and a spy. So it, it that's that's how it's going to be for everybody. So I think it's pretty incredible. Like, that's, that's laying some really cool foundation. So I think, Brian, to your point of, like, they're going to have to. Like, at some point in time, uh, they're going to have to. So uh, make sure to tune back in for our Marvel Spectacular. You, you heard me call it the Marvel Round of Spectacular. But what that means is we're going to go over everything Phase 4 except for the holidays. Well, oh, no, we'll cover the holiday we'll cover special. The holiday special. We're going to cover the holiday special. So tune back in. That's going to be our, uh, if you're listening in podcast format, that is going to be uh, November 30th. That's when that episode comes out. If you can yeah. uh, catch us live via Patreon, we'll be live streaming that uh, November 28th at 8 p.m. on all the socials. And we're going to go through it, all of it. Uh, yeah. Like, like one of the things I'm doing right now is labeling when the government is an antagonist or villain in all 18 of these projects. And you better believe it. I'm going to, I'm going to label Brian, it on this Brian, sheet. Brian's doing the Lord's work right Brian now. Is right now we're up to four projects and I'm not even looking at this seriously, but like we're up to four to five projects that the government is an antagonist or a villain. So the U S government, I guess is what I should yeah, say. That's a better one. Yeah. Uh, so we'll have to talk about that. Um, yeah, we will. but, uh, but yeah, is this, do we feel like this is a good time to bring up Valentina? Is this a good time? I mean, to bring I, up yeah, it probably might as, well. might as well. All right. Cause, uh, one, there's a bombshell, uh, a little bit, a little bit of meta bombshell, a meta story bombshell that Very Valentina meta. played by Julia Louise Dreyfus and, uh, uh, Everett, uh, right. Everett Ross played by Martin Freeman. Uh, they were married. Uh, yeah. so that's a connection yeah. there. Second, uh, Valentina is head of the CIA, which is a red yep. flag for me. Uh, and then, uh, we got Everett Ross here. Who's basically trying to do everything he can to be a good, a good, a good, a good ally, ally right? A good white ally of like feeding everybody the information they need. And the that's system cool. takes him down. Cause the system doesn't stand for that. I was just going to say like, not even like, like not even like, Yes, he's being a good ally, but he's also just trying to be a good person. Like, yes, he is. They a saved good agent my, and that. Right. Yeah. They saved my life. I'm going to try and repay the favor because I owe them. Yep. Like that is yeah. that is totally just trying to make sure the scales are balanced out. And again, the system doesn't want them to be balanced. No. Well, the fact that the government doesn't know what the fuck is going on the entire movie. You it's get incredible. glimpses of them being like, we think it's Wakandans. And then one person in the room is like, no, I heard it wasn't Wakandans. Then they was like, well, who was it? And he's like, well, we don't know. I mean, we don't know. We got these flashbacks to Wakanda. And it was like, oh, okay. I mean, I guess like, that's cool. So yeah. 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 Very random. Very random. Also, I'm going to say something and it's unpopular. Potentially. I could, I think if you had to, like, if someone was like, Doug, you are now editing this movie. And if you don't cut something out, the whole studio is going to explode like that. I would cut the Everett Ross story. Oh yeah. I didn't really. Need yeah. It. He didn't yeah. Need that's it. an easy cut. Yeah, yep. It. Yep. It's I a good call. I, was, I would take Valentino out too. I didn't yeah. need any of that, but you he have to have some type of continuous thread through this movie, well, which yep. is where the phase four comes in at, because up until this point, we don't know who, uh, um, what's her name? Valentina. Dra- we don't know who Valentina. she is. Valentina. We don't know who she is or who she worked for. She did be popping up. We yep. I thought she worked for Shield or or Sword or something else like yeah. that. Turned out she's a CIA person. 
Yeah, yep. I, I, I mean, like, I, I, we knew it was some shadowy government agency in yep. Falcon and Winter Soldier, and enough connections to pull Yelena out to go do dirty work, essentially. Yeah. Um, so I, I do feel like this is the first time it was confirmed she was a U.S. government operative, and the first time that we even knew she was with the CIA. So yeah. the fact that she's had this ascent to power in Phase Four should not be. Definitely shouldn't shouldn't be ignored. Um, and we've talked about it in other previous episodes that she's maybe going to be one of the big bads here. I mean, um, she can still be Madam Hydra. Like, it's still uh, very possible. Uh, all right, I'm going to shoot my shot. My wild ass theory right now is that she's Madam Hydra. She absolutely has a connection to Red Skull. She saw the downfall yeah. of S.H.I.E.L.D. and she plotted and plotted. And we're going to get some type of backstory that she's been working in the background this entire time to like have this rise to power, make her own Avengers team and basically be like, we couldn't do it as Hydra. So we're just going to be the Avengers, but Hydra Avengers, essentially. Yeah. Um, that is what her end game is. That's that is my out there Makes theory that mean. I can't base any of it on. But that is where she's going. Oh, Brian, I'm reading a whole comic book storyline that you could use. You could take pieces of and you could back end it and make it fit. Right. Like, it's not yeah. like it's not hard. Like you could use components oh. of Secret Empire to be like. Yeah. And if she says Secret Empire in any type of line, I'm going to shit a brick in the middle <laughs> of the theater. Honestly, like, if she does. Say, yeah, that'd be cool. She's like, I'm just trying to create my own little secret empire and be like, get fucked. I'm out. Like I, <laughs> like, I can't handle it. <laughs> I mean, at this point, like when she said when someone was like, I mean, can you imagine the U.S. having the the wealth of vibranium that Wakanda has? And she goes, it's all I dream about. I'm like, all right, folks, like we're we're on deck. This is a red alert situation. We got Madam Hydra getting vibranium. I don't know. It's big red flag. It's go time. Break break up with this one. Break up with this one. Yep. Big red Um, flag. I want to bring up the other piece that I want to spend time on is I do want to spend some time on. No more. Like I do okay, want to no. spend just a smidgen of time because I gotta be honest with you, I really, really, really enjoyed what yeah. Ryan Coogler did and yeah. how he created this almost like opposite end of the world. Like yeah. with and again, the man is a fucking wizard. Where he didn't just say like, "Oh yeah, they have a whole world. It's called Talokan." Like and yeah, you know, Namor is the verse that like is the that version of of their Black Panther. He was like, "No, no, no. They have a whole culture. Get ready to see it and get ready yep. to understand it." And I yep. was like, "Shit!" Like I just thought oh, that yeah. they did such an outstanding job. Yeah, with like his character and his backstory too. I mean. He is oh. in terms of the meat, in terms of like watching slave owners and colonizers and then killing them on the screen. That, and that whole and that incredible. whole moment where he says to Shuri, like, these are people who will try to enslave us if given the chance. Like, yeah. What are you? Why are you being neutral about this? Like, yeah. I thought that that was just such a fantastically delivered like line. And he's yeah. so calm about it. Like somebody like. He's calm to the point of like, no, he just gets it and understands it and knows that that's the way the yeah. world works. There's no doubt or anger or yeah. fear in his voice. It's just it's so matter of factly delivered that I was like, damn, this is good. That's true. Like that's true. It, 
Yeah. And the, the, I think like the, it's one of those writing things where like if you can make this character relatable, even though they want to do terrible things, then that's that is where you get that like majestic feeling of like, oh, like I get where you're coming from. Don't yep. agree with the whole killing a 19 year old girl thing, but I do understand why you're doing what you're doing. And it's like I understand how that makes sense to you, especially as somebody that is like, well, we've been doing this for like hundreds of years. I've been alive for hundreds of years. This is how we've done things and we've stayed safe. So like get on board or like whatever. So we're out of the way. And yeah, I mean, and then for that to like for that, like that moment, like that whole like, are you willing to sacrifice one in order for both of us to have a partnership and work right. together? The fact that they bring that back when Killmonger says to Shuri, your daddy would have killed that yeah. girl and nobody yeah. would have known about it. I was yeah. like, God damn. Like, and I want to give credit. I got to give credit. <laughs> now, I don't know how many people, uh, obviously other people are involved in this, but Ryan Coogler knows how to write a relatable villain. Yes, anti-hero, whatever it is you want to call it, he and the because Russo brothers, you have and the Russo brothers. So you have a you, ha which is why I wanted him to do. And spoiler alert: there's no Doctor Doom in this. I, I just knew that there was going to be a Doom, but it, on the back end, it's in, it's inappropriate to introduce a character like that. I have some, um, I have some crow in this kind on of that one. I was pretty uh, convinced that that was going. I just knew, right. I I could see where you would want it to happen um, in the after after credit scene, but I think that they did well with this, but. Ryan Coogler wrote Killmonger and Killmonger yeah. throughout the entire movie up until Loki, the revamped version of Loki, not the one that Josh Whedon had the, the one like that the series did. Loki, yeah, the serious Loki. Those were your relatable like villains yeah. of like, Oh, well, you know, I ain't really mad at him. Cause he making a whole lot of points that I probably would, you right. know, make in the end and Killmonger in this same movie being like, your brother was way too noble. Your 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 mama sacrificed herself, okay? Yep. And your daddy, your 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 daddy would have killed them without even thinking twice about it. And then they right. more is like, listen, I watched these people. I went to go bury my mom, where yeah. she asked me to be buried on the land. This dude don't even know me. Called me a demon. Said I was filled yep. with no love. And they were like slave enslaved, literally enslaving my people. And then called me a demon and said I was filled with no love when I just walked up on the on the on the thing. That is how you create yeah. these good, compelling yeah. villains like a Kang and like all of these people. Like, I mm -hmm. hope they do the same with Doom when it's Doom's time. I, I can't see how they can't. I mean, I mean, it just would make so much sense. And I I'm convinced that I really want I really want Ryan Coogler to write Kang. Like, I really want him to write Doom. I, like, man, he does I, such a good job with his villains. Like, it just I'd be criminal not to. Yeah, well, and, and I mean, like. I in the interview uh that the I'm totally blanking on the person's name but the person who played Namor uh he, he legit said like I'm not the villain in this movie and I totally agree. Oh, he, I would absolutely agree. He like like the ends to his means are like no, that those aren't good but like the the reasoning he has totally on par and if the Wakandans oh, were yeah. using it we'd be like, well, it's Wakanda and like <laughs> Like we kind of maybe yeah. go along with it. Yeah. I don't know, but yeah, it, like it, I'm trying to find a different way to say it, but I think at the end of the day, it's just putting those things that we all feel so deeply or would relate to onto screen. That's really hard. And he just yeah. does it. Yeah. Um. And, and that entire sequence of Namor 
I loved how they spent no time leading up to it of like Namor finds people being enslaved, cut to everything on fire, and white like the, the enslavers are are killed. That is yeah. exactly no that is exactly the type of justice that would be done. That we didn't have to lead up to it. We didn't have to justify it. Like don't enslave people. That's bad. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the other thing that is really really cool is like they really. I mean, they learned for 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 all intents and purposes. I mean, they learned a different language for yeah. all of that, which I think is just so so cool. Yeah, that they were willing to go to that. So, um, and it just, I'm mean, just, I'm just kind of floored, like that it was just such a cool way. Well, um, to do that, it's a, it's the Mayan language. That's what they were speaking, and that is, oh, again, God. that is for again it highlights the importance that language has to people culturally and it's especially since there are rumors if you study like um you know languages and where they exist i mean that is considered to be much like some of the native languages here in the states mayan is on its way out there are very there are few people who still speak it and you put it in a movie that made 183 million dollars this weekend (sighs) Naturally, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, guess who's one yeah. of representation? Once again, just like Black Panther one, you have even more represent, even the Haiti representation on you know, oh, yeah, that yeah. moment made so many Haitian people on TikTok, on socials, just proud to be even mentioned in the black and they're speaking French and they're just in yeah. this, you know, in the in this beautiful like boarding school or whatever you want to call it. maybe it's not a boarding school necessarily, but they're in yeah, this in school. this nice school, and so representation matters man like you have to 100%. you have to have these moments and you have to have them done correctly i also want to say this movie made a shit ton of money okay i mean this everybody movie saw with, it this weekend <laughs> with with black and predominantly black and brown people and women of color in the lead yeah made a shit ton of money whatever whatever reason you was there to go see it they made they did that so you can't tell me the shit won't sell and you can't yeah. tell me yeah. you can't do it a right way there is a right way to do it because never did i feel like this was cliche or um cringy in any yeah. in any aspect and there wasn't really like there's deeper themes to me i think of working together and and you know people like community like uh Oh yeah. Communities coming together instead of fighting each other and like this outside perspective being like well what if we went in and just split them all up and then like they're they're like well no we just yeah. going we going to figure this shit out together. I do think that there are underlying themes there that obviously you can't discover in the span of this almost 3 hour movie but yeah. I enjoyed that a lot. Like I enjoyed yeah. that. I mean to back I mean, the numbers up, the back the numbers up for you Marcus, <laughs> according to the Hollywood Reporter, an article that was released today, the superhero movie made $181 million at the domestic box office. Um, and that's just domestically. It also earned 33, $331.3 million globally. And for Jeez. reference, and the Hollywood Reporter goes out of its way, it goes out of its way to say that's as much as Black Adam earned in its first three weeks total. I, I mean, it's... Well, uh, it, the man it, in black is a, pissed. I mean, the reputation precedes it, and for good mm-hmm. reason. Like they yep. do amazing yeah. things with amazing talent, and tell a story that I had no idea they could pull off. To be completely honest, through yeah. all the production stuff, I I thought if we got a serviceable movie, that would be a miracle. The fact that we have a movie that covers themes of grief, imperialism, mm-hmm. and like vengeance, and how that's bad. 
and yeah. weaves them in such a wonderful tapestry and it's a it's a good movie and it doesn't feel bogged down that's a that's a miracle like I, I like and that's why i'm saying that this movie it's recency bias maybe but you you can't compare it to any other marvel movie right now it's just on a different level like honestly I mean, it's it's wild em- yeah. emotionally yeah I would say, yeah, I, I would say, yeah, this one, this one is, pr- I mean, again, we'll get this on the Marvel Studios. Oh, yeah, we'll r- rank, ranking spectacular. And we'll have some space, too, because I'm like yeah. out of Wakanda forever high, but it's hard. Yeah. It's hard to see. I'm going to make title the title. Changing. I'm going to make the title longer every time I bring it up. The, the films Marvel. in black and white once first <laughs> annual Marvel Studios review spectacular. Now it's gotten it's just, longer. It did the title. It's going to be a full paragraph by the time we actually get yeah. to it. Um, but I, I, I think the other thing is, is I think, you know, I don't like to poke the bear too much, but this is where, like, this is where I get mad because someone's going to make some fucking arrogant director like Martin Scorsese is going to make oh, some comment yeah. about, yeah. like, superhero movies aren't cinema. I would categorize, regardless of how other people feel about it, and this is still a superhero movie. Like, there are yeah. still, like, yeah. superhero elements yeah. that are here. That guy got winged feet. So please let's not let's not categorize all of them and put them in there. Are there some that are like very fast and the furious, like high octane action things? Yeah, absolutely. And that's just like there are action movies that have done that are that way as well that aren't superhero oriented. So you don't get to tell me and I'm going to bring it up again that Angela Bassett's performance isn't cinema. Like get fucked. I don't want to hear it. Like <laughs> yeah, it, she did an outstanding job and people can emote and have depth. I would even say Mbaku to a certain extent. Oh has yeah. Some he was good. Depth in this movie too. Yeah, he he is not just, was he some of the like comic relief? Yeah. A little you bit here and there. Headed demon. Yeah. <laughs> that, but the moment where he's like connecting with Shuri generally after, um, yeah, because T'Challa is, asked him to. That was that good. is such a powerful moment. And so again, we can't just like group these all into the same thing and like write them off and move on. Like we just we can't keep doing that. For yeah. anybody, there are a lot of people that are saying that they just don't like this movie. I'm not seeing a lot of in the middle. Either people liked it, yep. or they didn't like it. But for people that didn't like it, they can't. I can't seem to hear valid reasons as to why they don't like I mean, it i one reason i saw today that i watched was someone said the plot wasn't necessarily super great like there wasn't a lot to and i was part of me was like what movie did you watch like are you sure you saw this uh, one and it wasn't like it wasn't like a knockoff like gray leopard 2 like you know <laughs> journey to brooklyn like i i, I just gray it, leopard 2 brooklyn forever yeah brooklyn forever like i just so there's a part of me that's like i don't know like were there tropes in there and are there things that like didn't were like it's not nothing's perfect like it's this isn't nothing is perfect i don't perfect. know what they were looking for her that's kind her, of my part like, too like what are you looking for in the plot i guess is my question her brother died she has to grieve there's a person that attacked. It's too much shit going on. Even for Shuri to an extent, to going back to my original, like it's a lot of shit going on. She does not able to mourn until the very end of this movie. And then she gets her like mourn on and gets her relief and then is able to come to grips with everything that has happened. Yeah. Now that's not till the end of the movie. Right. So okay. I kind of I, I get it. Yeah, I mean I think the I think people who don't like it are gonna are chastising it too much on the 
it's too busy. There's too hard to, it's too, there's too much to follow. If anything, maybe, I, but I feel like that's probably being, it was a lot critical. of, this is a black Panther movie with Doug said this in the theater that there was yeah, no did. black Panther up until, until like I said, this 20, is, we were two thirds into, into a black I Panther mean, movie without a black Panther. Yeah. But <laughs> that, really I mean, that's bad. to be, I don't know. That's to be expected. But yeah, yeah, you're right. yeah, because you have to do the big reveal, the big tie dye moment. Yeah, of, you're like I get it, but it was also it was also very funny because it was true. There was no no Black Panther suit. Well, and again, she like, just said it's dead. And if she had if she had gone to it and gone back to it like super quickly, I feel like there's a portion of it that's like, oh, so then she's like, we still she still needs to process her grief. Like she still needs to she and and and, and especially that being so tied to her brother. Like, I don't think you can just, she could just slap the suit on and move on with it. Like her saying it's dead. Wasn't saying like to the country, it was dead. She's like, no, to me, it's dead. Like I can't touch it. Like, no, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. I can't be, or it can't be something I even see as being an option. And I, I think that that's where the, the journey at the end of coming back to it, um, you know, her going to Talokan and seeing what yeah more meant to the people. I think that for her was the moment where she well, was like, no, Black Panther is something more than just something. Yeah, I agree with that, that. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Yeah. Well, and I, I think this movie did such a good job delivering on those themes of just like don't not letting vengeance or grief consume you. It's healthy to work through them, but you can't let it consume you. And I feel yeah. like what I'm waiting for, because this happens anytime a movie gets this big, I feel like we're going to see some folks on social media, like, come out and be like, yeah, you know what? Shuri should have killed him. Or, like, yeah, oh, like, what? Like, is that really what you think the message of this movie is? Like, the whole point of it was, like, they can unite because, like, literally the whole world's going to come after them. Um, well, I think yeah. people project, obviously, a lot of their of what they would have done in themselves Ooh, when you forget great. that it's telling a story. Yeah. The entire like you're trying to tell a story, and people are like, well, if it was me, was this is this is why everybody don't have power. That's just a deeper <laughs> thought in the back of my nobody, head. It's why everybody yeah. shouldn't have power. Everybody shouldn't. <laughs> they, they, this is why everybody shouldn't have power because then they be so quick. They become the Black Panther. First thing they do is slicing somebody who owe them twenty dollars for over, and it's like, hey, 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 Bucko, like Whoa, it was hey, a journey to becoming the Black Panther, and the first thing you did was go kill the guy you uh, twenty dollars from a dice game. Like, yeah, come on, man, like you'd be better <laughs> yeah. than that. So. A lot of projecting is going to happen. Now, there are some takes out there. I'm not going to say who, but there's a certain person out there just making all these takes about the Black Panther movie that I am just like, dude, did you watch the yeah. same yeah. movie? And yeah. the quick reviews, like, granted, this is a Monday. We saw the movie on a Sunday, Saturday. Saturday, saw the movie on a Saturday. Saturday evening. Saw the movie on a Saturday. Got to, got to sit with it for a little bit. Got to really think on it a little bit, talk about it in the group chat with the boys. But... These quick reviews y'all got, look, can y'all just let some shit just sit for a little bit? Because there'd be people on there that I feel like just start hating shit because so many people like it. And y'all really yeah. need a therapist. Well, like y'all yeah. need to go talk to, hold on. Y'all need to go talk to somebody because y'all are fucking sick. There are so many people out there. You are so quick to dislike something because it's a fad. And it's and you want to be so fucking different that you say, man, that movie was trash. And it's like, was it trash or was it just it was it that bad? Because to me, trash means I've seen trash movies. OK, and I know I a bad movie. Have. This is far from a terrible trash movie. Yeah. And what were your expectations? And is it because it's not Chadwick Boseman? Is it because it's not the Black Panther you wanted it right. to be like? 
granted that were there some things that can be fixed you name me a perfect movie i mean there are very few and so like i just feel like y'all just need to like let shit sit maybe watch it twice is it three hours yes but you also watch Endgame five times and i watch Zack snyder's justice league seven <laughs> times so please like just shut the hell up and just let this live with it a little bit i'm really proud of you Really proud of you for admitting that. I told bro. you I am over my Zack Snyder <laughs> cut phase. I, I watched the movie yesterday, like half of it yesterday, but like I still enjoyed the movie. Right, of course. I'm like I've got what I wanted out of this shit, so um, like, I'm good. Marcus, I think the I think the other part of that is like I think this is sort of like a downside. I'm gonna sound like an old person, like, but I think this is also sort of like a downside for the way in which social media specifically things like tiktok work and instagram reels work these days where it's like i'm trying to get a buzz and the best way for me to get be a buzz is to be more critical than it is to say like that you love something we as a society want to watch things get shit on like we get off on it which is weird and and it's 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 brain it's brain chemistry your your brain is going to react more to the negative stuff than the positive stuff like there's a ton of psychology about it i won't get into it here but your brain retains that negative stuff more right well, Brian, when we were all walking the plains, we needed to remember where the saber-toothed tiger was. We're not looking to find the prettiest roses. We need to know what to avoid so we stay alive. Like it's 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 biochemistry lizard brain. Like I don't I don't yeah. care where the berries are. Tell me where the tiger is and that's all I care about. <laughs> and how Ricky's an idiot cuz he got eaten by a tiger. But the the point I'm making is like um like we something. don't be be careful of people who's like creating content for literally just who get a lot of views just for being negative. And that's why yep. I think we talked at the beginning, the value and what we appreciate about this podcast. I appreciate that we come here to love things. And if you are looking for a place where you can come and just nerd out and it doesn't matter about what we will love you and take you here. Like it, that's, that's what we're about. And that's what we'll always be about, which is why I'm glad we don't do like, a rating system. We're not going to tell you something was yeah. a two out of five or two, three out of 10. Yeah. We're just going to tell you how we interpret it and you make your own decisions. Yeah. And also, and it's not just, the, I want to add, that was a great, beautiful point, Doug. I also want to add, it's not just the people who are making purposeful negative content. It's sometimes it's just the access to and the ability yeah. to that makes you just as dangerous and just as oh, quick sure. to end up making that content, right? Because TikTok and everything, they make it so accessible and easy. There's so many templates for you to make the content because they want you on their platform, right? And going back to what Brian was saying, and this is a rabbit hole, but the algorithm and Facebook, there was a whole discussion discussion oh, and articles about yeah. how Facebook was pushing the opposite opinions of what you believe so that you could interact with it more yep. Yeah. Yep. And, and remain on the site more. So we know that this shit exists. You just don't be so quick to it. This is one one thing this movie was for me is it was a pause in time. Yeah. And there, there's this moment of Chadwick is really gone. And yeah. there was this moment before Chadwick left that he did an interview and he, yeah. looked sick, he looked sick. And people hopped on the internet and made all types of memes and yeah. made fun of him. And then three weeks later, he passed away. Yep. And everybody was like, well, you got to be careful what you say because you never know what somebody's going to. And they did that shit for two weeks and went right back to the same old bullshit. And so this for me was a pause in time to remember Chadwick is gone. Yeah. Okay. they And this movie did this great thing where they 
that when they put his casket and it floated and it went up into the ship, that was a closure. That was them saying he's gone. Yeah. Right. And this Shuri is your new Black Panther. Chadwick is not coming back for all y'all want to talk about. We should have recast it. We should have recast it. They even went an extra mile and gave you a child. Yeah. A bloodline for they continuation. Did. Which I, I thought was, I just thought that was neat. I thought that was, it was I good. That. I, like, I, I, I want to say that I called that from three miles I, away. He yeah, Maggie, it, by the way, you and Maggie called that. He called oh, it halfway. Then Maggie called it because the mom yeah. and I, I kept thinking about what you said a couple podcasts ago. The mom said, "I have to tell you something about your brother." Right before yep. Namor popped out of the water, and I was yep. like, "Well, what is he gonna say?" And she went to the school, and Doug, I don't know if you remember, but then I watched the TikTok. The same kid runs out to meet Queen Ramonda outside of the school oh, and, and greet them, oh, and is in the hallway man. and speaking French, and so he already knew who she was. Oh, when, I, when, they, when they reposted it on TikTok, and then when when Shuri went to had, meet it, it's the same kid. I had oh two things that I I have two things that I noticed, but I missed that. I yeah. had two things that I noticed. One is relatively obvious. The uh, um, I, at the Marcus, end. Oh, go ahead. At the end, she says to her son, "She goes, your Baba." Prepared, prepared you us, prepared you for this death. which is a callback to the first to the movie first one. when the when king t'chaka says a father a good father does not yep a, a, a good father will prepare his son for uh um has failed or doesn't prepare his father son for death has failed as a father right and then the other thing that i noticed is the license plate on the van is chadwick boseman's birthday Oh. oh, I didn't notice geez. that. It's like CB eleven thirteen like seventy six. Oh, I didn't know that. And it's like his birthday. I didn't know that. I didn't. That's good. Yeah. That's good. So, I, can you imagine how much other stuff like that and homages? Oh, to, I'm sure to there's Chadwick, a ton of shit. In there. I'm sure there's a yeah. bunch more in there. And shout out to Michael B. Jordan because he killed it again. Killed it. You you came I, back and yeah. re killed your role. I, like I fuck. mean, like and. Wow, talk about, I mean, he used every second of it and the emotional impact of it. Maggie and I both sank in our seats like, oh, no, you're seeing Killmonger. That's literally the worst thing that can happen to you. I mean, like, we both, like, we were both such in that moment with Sheree as a character of just how bad, like, how off the deep end you must be to see Eric Killmonger, the guy who, like, Tried to kill your brother. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And Just tried to kill you. Like and tried to kill you. It was like, committed to killing you. Like, yeah. 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 Like uh, just excellent storytelling. I like I can't I, I can't think of like an intelligent thing to say about oh, it because yeah. I was just yeah. so taken aback. Such excellent placement, such excellent use of yeah. themes and messaging, and having a point for Shuri's story. Um yep. man, I, I can't say enough good things about this movie. Yep. Gentlemen, anything else that you all would like to say about this film before we transition into plugs for the week? Uh, yeah, we, yeah I, we didn't talk about her a lot, but I mean, like Nakia, she was a great character. Mm-hmm. Lupita oh, yeah. Nyong'o, yeah, like obviously did exactly what she needed to do. I love seeing her work. Uh, what a what a great reason not to show up to Endgame. Like, hey, y'all, like, I know y'all are fighting Thanos, but like, I was preggers. Like, can you just yeah. relax? Yeah. Like, yeah, nobody wants yeah. me hanging out, you know? Yeah. So I thought that was, I thought that was an interesting way to handle that and weave that in. I thought that was fascinating. I was not expecting that. 
Um, so uh, yeah. Anyway, just shout out, shout out to Lapita. Uh, yep. having killed it again. Marcus, anything else? I mean, great job on this movie. You know, whatever way you want to watch this, I understand if there it feels a little bit incomplete because there is no phase four continuation in this movie. You don't get a lot of answers for things. It does leave you on that cliffhanger. Um, so I, mean, I can understand if you are a regular Marvel fan that if that's what you were coming to the movie for, I see your frustration, but that's not what this is about. And I, I, and I do think that this was a very unique situation where yes, actors, actresses, people who act, they pass away. General, the guy who played General Ross passed away. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of people that passed away, but there's a reason why they had to go about this this way because there is a cultural component that is very important to what Black Panther meant and did to the MCU when that first one came out, to me at least. Yeah. Well, and so and, yeah, the way that you tell the story and the way that you pay homage to this man that inspired so many people to cross the X on their chest and do this Wakanda forever pose. And he was just a nice human being all around and nobody knew and he was sick and did all these movies and people didn't know. It's important to me that this movie is what it was for sure. Because like that wasn't, it wasn't just a grieving thing for the sake of a story and progressing somebody to become a new black Panther. It's to let, it's to tell the story and give the words to other people who may be feeling the same thing. And yes, there are celebrities, right? You don't really know these people. But there are some people who just leave a big impact and a major impact and are just good people going too soon. Well, and I think the other thing is, is that like as much as as much as like Chris Evans will always be Captain America, I think it's in, it's hard to separate the characters that some people play from sure. the, because of the impact that they've had on society as a whole. And I think Chadwick Boseman will forever. I know. And I don't mean this disrespectfully in any way, shape or form to um, Letitia Wright, but I think that Chadwick's always going to be in, in some people's minds, black Panther, like regardless sure. of, of where the direction is and what the theme the theming is that he's always going to have a place in our hearts as being that person. And so it's really hard in this case to, to, to make a sequel that you've committed to and not and not talk about it like you just you couldn't not talk about it so i think that that's other portions of it and you're absolutely right like the cultural significance is huge there too so um yeah this is this is really good that's all i really wanted to say is that this is good you should see it see it in the theater if you can yeah it's um, way better in the theater it was really good in the theater yes. so see it in the theater if you can um and so I, I don't think I think if you're really watching the movie and, and taking it all in, you're you, you're not going to be bothered at the end that there isn't like some yeah. puzzle piece revealed at the end of this. So. I mean, and we'll talk about I feel like this is another tease for a roundup spectacular later. Do you this mean month. the films in black and white Marvel Studios <laughs> ext annual. Re review extravaganza of phase four? Yes, but. I mean, this entire phase, and we got Marcus down for the count. This entire phase has just been like messing with those expectations. And I, I'm curious to see how everybody feels about that. And I'm excited to see where phase five takes us. I mean, one more thing this was the hardest phase to get through. This one was like oh. eating a brick. It I mean, was the hardest oh, phase to get through. And I have data for why that might be the case. So make sure you tune yeah. back in. It's going to be two, for two episodes away. For the films in black and white, live streamed <laughs> Marvel Studios Phase 4 Review, International. Extravagan review Extravaganza. 
I swear to God, I'm gonna make this a paragraph before we get to it's gonna it. Just, it's so gonna excited. take all of the like if you made a tweet, I'm going awesome. to make and it's gonna take up all of your screen. It's gonna be this yeah. big. Like that's it's, what we're shooting for. It's giving a lot of uh Daenerys Targaryen titling here. Yeah, first of her name, last of her house. Yes, mother of dragons. Um gentlemen, what do you all have? T'Challa, son of T'Challa. I thought that was pretty cool. That was, that was cool. nice. That I was thought that nice. was good. Um, but gentlemen, what do you have to plug this week? Brian? Hey, folks. Uh, go to thelovenerds.com. Uh, we got it on the screen here. Uh, we'll also link it in the bio. Not the bio. We'll also link it in our <laughs> episode, description. episode description. Show notes. Link it in, the, in, our, in our show notes. Oh, man. Third time's the charm. Anyway, Thanksgiving's coming up. Don't make this harder on yourself. Go to thelovenerds.com. There's already recipes there. You already got so much going on. You already got to get a, a Christmas gift for your Uncle Al that you're going to see that you've never seen. You know you're going to get him, like, you know, something off of Amazon. But put, put time into that. The Love Nerds, they've got you covered on the recipes. So go there. I'm proud of both of you for very different reasons this week. Brian's out here acknowledging Thanksgiving as the next holiday, uh, which is huge for me. It's a great oh moment for me. God. And Marcus is admitting publicly how many times he's watched a really long movie. <laughs> I don't know if I have anything to plug. I was going to say, Doug, do you have it? Yeah, what are you doing? Like yeah, what the though? hell? You're so busy basking in people. Yeah, what the hell? Tell me Zack Snyder was good. Tell me he was the best director for the Justice League. Say it now. I mean... I don't have to do anything, but <laughs> I can appreciate the growth of you Marcus, all. Well, Marcus, what do you have about to plug? Something. What do you want to plug? Jesus, listen, I just want to promote follow the mantra. Even though Doug may piss you off, you want to stay never offended, <laughs> always humble. <laughs> No, but follow the mantra, never offended, always humble. You know the deal. Go treat yourself to something nice from the mantra. Go to the hit the link in the bio, hit the link in the show notes. Go buy yourself a hoodie. Go buy yourself something nice. It's getting cold outside for us here in South Dakota. Treat yourself to something nice. We got mugs for coffee. We got hoodies for your body. All right. So, but whatever you do, just make sure you follow the mantra, never offended, always humble. I ran the other day outdoors in my uh, Noah sweatshirt, and it kept me very warm for the duration of my run. So big plug for that merch. Um, I have two things to plug. First, if you are missing some and you are feeling anxious for some more stories from Wakanda, pick up Wakanda uh, in your local comic book store. Um, Stephanie Williams, friend of the podcast, is a writer on this one and dives into some more pieces on it. So um, starting a brand new storyline. I haven't had a chance to read it, but I'm sure it's outstanding because Stephanie's awesome. Um, So be sure that you pick this one up um either online and you can there are some stores that you can order online or wherever your local comic book store is i also would like to plug um this particular podcast um you know share us with a friend leave us a review best ways to support the pod but if you're feeling uh (laughs) like you want to um sign up for the patreon we have some great content um there's a big episode coming at the end of november which i will not repeat again out of respect um uh, but that's uh, that's what we got there. And in the interest of growth, Zack Snyder was the best director for oh. Justice League going forward. And wow. I appreciate why people like Christmas time and how it makes them feel. Um, growth. That's where we you want to tell you want to tell Brian real quick why I was late to the almost late to the movie. So um, why were you late? To your house. 
because I was in my car jamming the Christmas music. Oh yes, yeah. he was listening to Christmas music. I did, and I would like to say I didn't ridicule him. I said sometimes you, you just not. have well, to. I could. I don't want a lot for Christmas. You just, yep. Okay, we we can stop. <laughs> um, gentlemen, we have a three-step process to success. Brian, lay us on us, lay it on us with that first step. Oh, hey, yeah. folks, read a book. Uh, usually I have something snappy to say, but I don't. Uh, and I'm instead gonna plug my friend Gina Cadlick's book, Heretic. You can get it right now. Uh, it, it, I went to school with her. She has an f- amazing story to tell. So read a memoir. Challenge yourself. Heretic by Gina Cadlick. Absolutely. Thank you. Also, can we please like and review this podcast so that I can get a free uh, subscription or some type of free mint sponsorship from Audible? Because I'm trying to listen to more books at work, but I can't do it without your help. And I don't want to pay $15.99 out of my own pocket. So make this podcast pop so that we can get a sponsorship by Audible. That would be fantastic. I would love that. Audible for your ears. Um... The second key to success is to drink some water. Look, y'all, it's important to stay hydrated, especially at the holidays. Um, There's a lot going on, a lot of ups and downs, um, a lot of food. And so it's good to just have some water in your system to help push it through. Plus, you know, it's getting dry. The air's getting dry. You got to get some water in your body um, for. uh, Yeah. So just make sure you take care of yourself um, and you drink some water and treat yourself to the nice water every once in a while Mm -hmm. everyone deserves an indulgence and maybe it's bubbler maybe it's voss but just drink some always water yeah do it always and marcus what's our last step you want to make sure you wash your ass you want to know something namor doesn't have to worry about washing his ass because he lives in water okay so he always stays fresh he always stays clean when wakanda can't wakanda's a clean nation but when you know they were happy for when they got replenished with the cooling waters of lake minnetonka and so like you just should wash your ass okay all they needed was a little dove soap when they got rinsed and they would have been good to go so you know be like namor don't be like namor be like namor and wash more of your ass that is wash your ass. incredible and i'm not even mad about it yeah. well lake done. minnetonka pole like how well, can you be mad be- don't be like Namor. Wash more of your ass. That was oh, that's that a was, soap ad. That was the chef's kiss for me. Thanks. Um, Thanks. we are going to take next week off in the interest of right, or is it the week after? I I, th- I think it's the week after. Week after? Okay, so we're oh, gonna wait. take. Wait, oh no, it's uh, next week. Oh, no, it's no, next no. week. It is. This next is week. next week. Yeah, no, this yeah. is. Damn, Thanksgiving right. came fast. Yeah, yeah, Thanksgiving yeah, came up on us. Next week. Yeah, but well, when you spend half your time pretending like it doesn't exist, it's hard to acknowledge the date. Um, but it is. <laughs> um, but next week we're gonna take off. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, in the interest of people I'll be here. I'll be um and then we'll be, be back. at eight o'clock we will be back the week after we'll be back the week after for the films in black and white first annual live stream marvel phase four studios uh review spectacular uh, we'll be back here to break down the whole thing um and so we hope you all join us because we're going to talk about it kind of do some rankings do some reviews. Oh, I love it. um so yes. and we're all on the lookout on our socials we're yeah. going to have some ranked choice voting no, we, want fire, commu- we want some community choice. engagement here we want to pick the best projects or the ones that were the most enjoyable 
as a community. So as a community, we will have a definitive list yeah. uh, through ranked choice voting. Very excited for this. Absolutely. And season four of the podcast is coming, y'all. Yeah. This is only excited. season three. Season four is going to be great. Season four and we're going to have a season four unlike phase four, and it's always going to go down smooth. So, oh, yeah. you know, that's where it's at. Oh, yeah. But in the meantime and in the between time, um, stay safe, stay healthy. We hope you all have a good week. We acknowledge that. Thanksgiving can be traumatic for some folks, particularly um, some native populations. Like it's always not a, like a cozy, warm feeling. So if you don't celebrate happy harvest, if you do happy celebrate harvest. Thanksgiving, have a good Thanksgiving. Um, but um, we'll be back the week after um, and we look forward to breaking everything down with you. So in the meantime, between times, stay safe, stay healthy. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. We'll catch y'all next week. And that's a fact, Jack. Boom. I did. Two hours. Left him with two?